you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is Elijah on Mount Carmel. The famine in Israel was severe and lasted for three years. Finally, the Lord said to Elijah, Go tell King Ahab that I'm going to send rain to the land. The person in charge of Ahab's courts was a man named Obadiah. He was faithful to God, and even hid 100 prophets of the Lord when Jezebel was trying to hunt them down. He and the king went out to find grass for the palace livestock. They went different directions so they could search more land. As Obadiah went along, Elijah suddenly walked up to him. Obadiah immediately fell to the ground and said, Oh, my lord Elijah. The prophet said, Go tell the king that I'm here. Obadiah was shocked. He said, What have I done that you want me killed? The king has looked for you all across the nation and even in other countries. As soon as I tell him that you're here, the Lord will carry you off to some other place. Then Ahab will kill me when he comes and finds that you're not here. Please don't do this to me. The prophet said, Don't worry. As the Lord lives, I'll meet with Ahab today. So Obadiah went and told Ahab. As soon as the king saw Elijah, he said, So there is the man who destroyed Israel. Elijah said, No, it's not me, but you who has destroyed Israel. You've turned your back on the Lord and are serving Baal. Tell Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel. Bring the prophets of Baal and Asherah, the ones who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab told the Israelites to gather at Mount Carmel along with the prophets. Once everyone was there, Elijah said to the people, How long will you go back and forth? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. The people didn't say anything, but just looked at the prophet. He said, I stand here as only one prophet of the Lord, but look, there are 450 prophets of Baal. Give us two bowls. They'll take one, prepare it for sacrifice, and put it on top of the wood, but they won't put fire on the wood. I'll do the same. They will call on the name of their God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who lights the fire... He is God. The people said, Yes, that sounds fair. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, You go first. So they prepared the bowl and called on the name of Baal. They prayed all morning until noon. They danced around the altar, but nothing happened. Elijah started mocking them. Maybe you should shout louder. Your God might be sleeping, and you need to wake him up. Maybe he's gone to the toilet. They shouted loudly and cut themselves until blood gushed out. They kept this up all afternoon, but nothing happened. Finally, Elijah built an altar with twelve stones, one for each tribe of Israel. He dug a trench around the altar and put the wood on it. He then placed the bowl on top of the wood. He said to the people, Go get some water and pour it on the sacrifice. Once they had done this, he told them to do it again. After they had done it a second time, he told them to do it a third time. Once they were done, the altar was totally wet, and the trench was full of water. Elijah then walked up to the altar and prayed. 
Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, let everyone know that you are God, and I'm your servant. Answer me so these people will turn back to you. Suddenly fire fell down from heaven and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, and the twelve stones. It even licked up the water that was in the trench. The people fell down and shouted, The Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. Elijah ordered, Grab the prophets of Baal, don't let any of them escape. The people grabbed the prophets of Baal, and Elijah killed all of them. He turned to Ahab and said, Eat something, there's a rainstorm coming. He then went up to the top of the mountain to pray. He said to his servant, Look toward the sea, what do you see? The servant said, I don't see anything. Elijah prayed a second time. He then said to his servant, Look toward the sea, what do you see? The servant said, I don't see anything. Elijah prayed again, and then said to his servant, Look toward the sea, what do you see? The servant said, I don't see anything. Elijah prayed again, and then said to his servant, Look toward the sea, what do you see? The servant said, I don't see anything. Elijah prayed again, and then said to his servant, Look toward the sea, what do you see? The servant said, I don't see anything. Elijah prayed again, and then said to his servant, Look toward the sea, what do you see? The servant said, I don't see anything. Elijah prayed again, and then said to his servant, Look towards the sea, what do you see? The servant said, I see a small cloud about the size of a man's hand coming from the sea. Elijah said, Quick, go tell Ahab, rush home as fast as you can so the rain doesn't stop you. Ahab got in his chariot and rushed toward home. In the short time, the sky grew dark and the wind started to blow. Suddenly there was a downpour of rain. The power of God came over Elijah, and he ran faster than Ahab's chariot and arrived in Samaria before him. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, not a word. That is 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21. Indecision is a very deep valley that will take multitudes to hell. Think of the millions who have a form of knowledge about God, but they have never seen the real issues that are at stake. If our Creator is the God of the Bible, then hell is a reality for those who transgress His perfect law. But through the Gospel, God sets before humanity the way of salvation. All we need to find everlasting life is repent and trust in Jesus Christ. And yet millions have never resolved to do that. They, quote, believe, but they do not obey. If the gospel is true, then we should run at it with all of our strength and embrace it with absolute resolution. If it is not true, then we should run at this world with all of its sinful pleasures, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Charles Spurgeon said, If God be God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. You are not decided in practice. Men's opinions are not such things as we imagine it. It is generally said nowadays that all opinions are right. And if a man shall honestly hold his convictions, he is, without doubt, right. Not so. Truth is not changed by our opinions. A thing is either true or false of itself and it is neither made true nor false by our views of it. That's Charles Spurgeon. And that was written when? How many years ago? And that is so pertinent. 
in today's world. What's the meme that just because it's accepted doesn't make it okay, right? Just because the world embraces something doesn't make it right. It's still wrong. But this is very, very crucial uh, about making a decision. You, you may have heard the statement that the greatest distance between this world and salvation is the 18 inches between the head and the heart. What that's referring to is that many people have head knowledge. They're, they're knowledgeable about Jesus, about the gospel. They've heard the gospel. They may have uh, gone to Sunday school when they were younger. They, they may be members of a church, but it's all in their head. It hasn't gotten to the point of true belief within themselves. It, it, it hasn't gone from knowing and knowledge in their head, the intellect side of things, down to the actual believing, which comes from the heart. And that, that's really, you know, that's sad when you think about how many people that might be sitting next to you in church that aren't really embracing the reality of the salvation that's available to them, the, the wrath that will come upon them if they are still wallowing in their worldly pleasures and still holding on to their worldly needs instead of completely emptying themselves and filling themselves with the word and with the gospel and with the Holy Spirit. It, it's a scary thing, but when we're witnessing, yes, it's, it's a good thing to try to find unreached people. And that's what our, our wonderful missionaries do. They get, they go to other ends of the earth and find tribes and people's groups and cultures that have barely heard even the name Jesus, let alone the gospel. But there are people sitting in the pews right next to you in church that are just as far from salvation as some of those tribes in the jungles of, of the under, undeveloped world. Don't forget that. We need to share the gospel to everyone. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.